You know, Wesley, real quickly, I just want to acknowledge um, a recent graduate uh, who is a member of Union Wesley uh, in the personage of the Reverend Benjamin Bussey, uh, who graduated last Saturday. Would you stand up, Reverend? Come on, stand tall and proud. Amen. Recent graduate from the University of Maryland with a degree in criminal justice and we're very proud of him aren't we Union Wesley oh, yes we are we're very proud of him you know I think it's admirable when somebody starts something and finishes what they started because I think we live in a culture and we live in a world where too many people start stuff and don't finish what they started that's a sermon all by itself somebody amen finish uh, what you started amen and then we're happy today to have the councilman William Spaulding and family amen councilman Spaulding if you'll just wave at us just wave at us councilman amen would you just wave at us amen thank you so much come on Union Wesley let's do a give God a big hand clap of praise for our councilman William Spaulding and family amen it's good uh, to have them in the service today. Amen. I'm doing something a little different today than um, I typically do. I typically uh, preach from my, my mini iPad, um, but there's nothing many about uh, my technology today. I'm preaching today from my laptop is what I'm doing. Um, but I pray that you're blessed anyhow. I want to call your attention back to a portion of scripture that was read for your hearing. Um, really, I want to read from two verses of scripture. The first is verse number 34. Verse number 34, and then I want to read number 37. Verse 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And then verse 37 says, for with God nothing shall be impossible she said how can this be verse 37 says with God nothing shall be impossible I want to share with you Union Wesley a simple thought it's not a deep a profound thought but a simple thought is this God is in control God is in control. Would you say that with me? God is in control. Yeah, God is in control. Amen. Is there anybody in here who likes to plan? Let me ask that question again. I didn't hear many folk. Now listen, listen, be honest. We're in the sanctuary. We're in the house of the Lord. Anybody in here, you like to plan. As a matter of fact, when, when you do something, you plan for what it is that you do. You are organized with what you do. Now, you know everybody can't say amen to that. Because hear this, hear the plural, all of us aren't organized. Did you hear that plural? I said all of us aren't organized, but we need people around us that know how to plan and know how to organize things so they can help us 
to be organized. So again, I say, is there anybody here who likes to plan and likes for things to be organized? Anybody in here, it gets under your skin when things aren't organized and things are just raggedy. Uh, I know I'm not by myself today. Amen. I believe that there are some people in the house today that do not like raggedy stuff. They are intentional and organized with everything. Did you hear what I said? With everything that they do. And hear me this morning, it's good that we plan. It's a good thing that we organize what we do. But I read something the other day that said, write your plans in pencil. Can I say that again? Write your plans in pencil and give God the eraser. Oh, hold on somebody. I know we talked about planning, being organizers, but I'm here to tell you, write your plans in pencil and give God the eraser. You and I have a right to formulate our plans. You and I have a right to craft and to work out our plans. You and I have a right to put our plans together. Amen, somebody. We've got a right to do it. Just do it in pencil. <laughs> and give God the eraser. Because God has the right to change your plans. God has a right, hear me somebody, to delete your plans. God has a right to cancel your plans. And hear me, God has a right to destroy or to wipe your plans off the map. Can I help somebody this morning? God does not need your permission to change your plans and to change my plans. God does not need your consent and he does not need my consent to alter my plans. Can I help somebody this morning? Somebody said, you're doing a whole lot of helping somebody today. God is sovereign. And he can do whatever he wants to do without your consent and without your permission. As a matter of fact, I believe that God is in control of everything. I mean, not just some things, but God is in control of everything. Everything in your life, God is in control. Everything when it comes to the church, God is in control. Somebody say amen. I can hear somebody saying, well, why is all this crazy stuff going on in the world? Why is it that the president is in this first phase of impeachment? If God is in control, why you got all this crazy stuff going on in our world? Why so much sickness? If God is in control, why am I struggling with issues if God is in 
control. Hear me somebody. I don't care what you're in or what you're dealing with. God is still in charge. God is still in control no matter what's going on in the world and in my life. He is sovereign. And he's in charge. Whether it looks like it or not. Mary is dealing with the situation where the Lord has changed her plans. Mary has one set of plans. And God steps in to show how sovereign and how much control he really has. He rearranges Mary's plans. Somebody is saying, Reverend, what you talking about? Mary has some plans. She's engaged to her boo, whose name is Joseph. They have set the date for their wedding. That's plans. She has picked out her gown or her dress. That's plans. The reception hall has already been reserved. That's plans. They have already sent out invitations. That's plans. Joseph has paid the dowry to marry Mary as his wife. They have plans that God steps in and rearranges, reorganizes their plans. Mary and Joseph have kept themselves from having sex before they were married. The day is quickly coming and hear me, they can't wait until they say I do and they can come together and consummate their relationship. Y'all looking at me strange, that's alright, I'm going to preach anyway. They have plans. God comes in and rearranges the plans. Here God comes and he changes. Mary's world upside down is what he does. God wants to use Mary in a greater way than the plans that she had for her own life. Y'all, that's good. That sometimes you and I have so-called great plans for our life. But I'm here to tell you that, that God has greater plans for your life than the plans that you have for your life. Isn't that good news, somebody? That God has greater plans for your life than the great plans that you have for your life. The Bible puts, his, puts it this way. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly above all you could ask. You can't ask God to do something that God cannot do. The Bible says above all that we can think. Listen, you can't think big enough, bigger than God when it comes for the plans that he has for your life. God's got bigger plans. You and I would do well to take a back seat to God's plans because his plans are greater and bigger than any plans that you and I could ever have. Mary does not want the plan that God has for her. Hear me, when, when God interrupts Mary's plan, Mary's assignment, the assignment was that Mary is going to give birth to the Messiah. Hear me, Mary does not want the assignment. Somebody saying, what you mean? She didn't want it. She said, how can this be? One translation says, she said, I'm just a virgin. Hear me, how do you handle an assignment from the Lord 
that you really don't want what do you do when God calls you to do something that you don't want to do the something that God is calling you to do are oh, you getting quiet on me right here I wonder if we got maybe two or three or four or five folk in the house today who know something about God giving you an assignment that you didn't want to do it I wonder is there a husband or a wife in the house that knows about God telling you to do something that you really didn't want to do I wonder is there a mama or a daddy in the house that knows about God giving you an assignment that you really didn't want to do is there somebody that's on a job that knows something about God giving you assignment that you didn't want to do the assignment that God gave you is there somebody in the church of Jesus Christ who knows what it's like to struggle with an assignment that God has given you but you don't want the assignment that God has given you listen you find yourself saying Lord take it back I don't want to do what you're calling me and what you've assigned me to do is there a trustee is there a steward in the house that can say I know that's right is there a minister in the house that can say I know what you're talking about is there a class leader a missionary an usher or a choir member that knows about an assignment that you really don't want you don't want to do what God is assigning you to do we lead people to believe that, that, that whatever God tells us to do we just willy-nilly and want to do it no the devil is a liar God asks you to do a whole lot of stuff that you don't want to do and listen that's about submission is what that's about that's about you and I tendering yielding our will to God's will that's when we find ourselves saying like Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane when he said father if it is your will let this cup pass from me and then he said not my will but thy will be done because God gives assignments that you don't want to do hear me somebody if you stay with the Lord long enough if you keep on walking with the Lord God is notorious for giving his people assignments that they wish God would give it to somebody else I don't want to do God what it is that you're calling me to do but God says do it anyhow can I run a list for a moment this morning Union Wesley Moses didn't want to lead the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage Gideon did not want to fight the Midianites with 300 men Noah did not want to go and preach to the Ninevites and hear me Joseph didn't want to marry Mary because the Bible says in Matthew that he sought to put her away privately so I don't want to, I don't want to marry her this ain't my baby God will give us assignments that we don't want God will have us do things that that we don't want to do listen this ain't about you feel like doing what you want to do come on somebody as grown folk we oftentimes have to do things we don't feel like doing Come on, somebody, anybody in here know that you didn't feel like going to work every day. But if them babies are going to eat, you better get your behind up and go to work.
what's right. If you don't work, then you don't eat. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You and I can't just do what we feel like doing. But there's a whole lot of stuff we do that we don't feel like doing. God will have you helping people. You don't want to help. They don't like you and they've been clear about it. God will say, go and help them. God will have you giving the folk that will never give to you. God will have you serving folk that will never lift the finger to serve your behind. But that's the kind of God I serve. It ain't about what you feel like. But it's about being obedient to what it is the Lord is calling us to do. Amen. It's not about your plan, but it's about his plan. And it's about you and I doing what God has called us or assigned us to do. God gives assignments that we don't want. Can I give you a nugget right here? Not a point, but a nugget. Keep your faith in the promise and not the process. Can I say that again? Keep your faith in the promise, not the process. The promise made in the text, Mary, she will give birth to the Messiah. His name shall be called Jesus. He will be great. And he will be called the Son of the Most High. This is the promise. But Mary says, how can this be? Verse 34. How can this be? I'm a virgin. In other words, she's saying, I haven't done nothing that would produce a baby. Come on, a lot of times we, we sanitize the scripture and don't want to deal with the reality of what's there. Are you with me? It's my opinion that Mary didn't really hear that she was going to give birth to the Messiah, the Son of the Most High. She didn't hear that. All Mary heard was you are going to have a baby. And she knows she ain't done nothing to produce a baby. Listen, Mary couldn't hear nothing about what Jesus was going to do. She was so distracted by the process. The angel Gabriel is talking, but Mary is running through her mind the process that is supposed to happen if you're going to have a child. And she knows she ain't done nothing. Mary is worried about the process. Are you listening to me, Union Wesley? Some things can be an issue without it becoming an obstacle. I got to say that again, y'all. Some things can be an issue without it becoming an obstacle. Here, but it only becomes an obstacle if you let the issue stop you from doing what God told you to do. It don't have to be an obstacle. We all have issues, but our issues don't have to become obstacles. What are you saying? Listen, I've had money issues. Yes, I have. Anybody with me? 
but I didn't let my money issues become an obstacle from keeping me from doing what God told me to do. Listen, you can have family issues, but they don't have to become obstacles. What do you mean? Barriers, impediments, hindrances that keep us from doing what God told us to do. Hear me somebody this morning, don't let your issues become your obstacles. Don't let your issues become barriers, impediments that hinder us from doing what God told us to do. We all have issues. But they don't have to become obstacles, hindrances, or impediments. Listen to the how. Mary said, how this going to be? Listen to the how. The Holy Ghost is going to come up on you. That's, that's the how. So God says to Mary, it's not going to happen like you think. Hear me somebody? Stop worrying about how. You are going to take care of this or that. Stop worrying about how it's going to work out. All I'm trying to tell you is don't focus on the process. If God said he's going to do it, I believe him. I trust him. I'm leaning. I'm depending on God. That's his promise. Listen, while you trying to figure it out, God has already worked it out. You worried about how it's going to happen and God is saying, I've already taken care of it. You worried about how you're going to pay this and how you're going to pay that. You worried about how it's going to come to fruition. Just trust God's promise. You're worried about how you're going to pay tuition. Just trust God's promise. You're worried about how you're going to make your ends meet. Just trust God's promise. How you're going to bounce back. Just trust God's promise. How you're going to take care of your child. Just trust God's promise. How's a marriage going to get fixed. Just trust God's promise. How you going to deal with sickness and disease. Just trust God's promise. He will take care of it. Is there a witness in the house? I said he will take care of it. He is a way maker. He is a heavy load bearer. He is a door opener. He is a heart fixer and a mind regulator. He will make your enemies your footstool. He will fight your battles. He will wipe the tears from your eye. He will heal you when you're sick. And he will when you die. He said, I go to prepare a place for me. That's the promise. And I trust, I trust God's promise. Even when the process, oh, when the process has me wondering and questioning if God is going to do what God said he's going to do. Hear me somebody, just trust God's promise. Did you hear what I said? Just trust this promise. And many times, hear me, we're in process, all right? And it's hard to figure out how he's going to do it when I'm in the process. But listen, I'm challenging you here. 
that even though you're still in the process trust God and the promise that he made hear me somebody process praise is when I'm praising God but I'm still going through the process hear me somebody I'm still in the process of paying some of my bills but I'll give God a praise while I'm still paying my bills I'm, I'm still in the process of being healed but I praise God in the process I'm still in the process of being delivered but I praise God while I'm in the process I'm still in the process of owning my own house starting my own business going back to school but I praise God while I'm in the process is anybody here this morning who knows that you are not where God showed you and you are not where God told you is there anybody this morning who knows that you are still in the process but I double dare you to give the Lord a praise even though you're in the process anybody can wait until they get out of the process anybody can wait until they come out of the furnace but I dare you to praise God in the middle of your furnace in the middle of your confusion I praise God in the middle of it in the middle of it yeah right right in the middle of it I praise God in the middle amen somebody I said I praise God in the middle in the middle in the middle you what's I give can I can I give you one more nugget can I listen I, I, I really could I really could make my exit right here amen but can I can I give you one more one more nugget it's, it's a small nugget I'm not gonna be long but but listen don't let who you've been keep you from who God says you can become don't let who you have been keep you from who and what God says you can become the angel comes and says greetings oh favored one Mary might be thinking when she heard the angel say greetings oh favored one Mary might have said I don't know who he talking to you said favored one and you talking to me listen sister girl had to look around and say must be somebody else in here because listen I'm not favored but hear me Union Wesley when you go home read Luke chapter 2 verse 24 Mary and Joseph go into the temple and they give an offering for the birth of their firstborn son listen they're so broke they're so poor that this offering was designated according to the Old Testament that you gave a lamb and then you gave a pigeon but Mary and Joseph are so poor that they cannot afford a lamb hear me the Bible says that they give two turtle doves see somebody thought that that was the 12 days of Christmas but you need to read your word the Bible declares they gave a pair of 
turtle doves. And hear me somebody, according to Leviticus, they give a pair of two turtle doves because they cannot afford a lamb and a pigeon. I wonder, is there anybody in here today who can remember a time when you couldn't afford some things now listen you can be bougie if you want to but i wonder is there any black folk in here that can remember a time when you couldn't afford some things is there anybody here who can remember buying christmas presents toys and clothes for your children and you had to put it in the layaway come on somebody somebody know about a layaway praise you have to put a little bit aside each and every day because you couldn't afford what it was costing for you to buy it outright is there anybody here that can remember a time when you had to call and make arrangements to pay your bills because you could not afford to pay all of your bills at one time huh? you sitting there act like you don't know what I'm talking about is there anybody here that remembers when you could not afford to eat steak lobster and salmon and Cornish hen I wonder is there anybody in the house that remembers eating fried bologna come on somebody I'm talking about the fried bologna that had that red plastic on the outside you had to take the plastic off so that you can fry it up in the pan is there anybody here that remembers when you couldn't afford it Mary and Joseph couldn't afford it they could not afford it they could not afford a lamb and a pigeon so they gave a pair of turtle doves which is the equivalent of what poor folk were supposed to give they were not wealthy but they were poor when the angel Gabriel called Mary favored one Mary with your poor broke self God says favored one Mary this poor woman gives birth to Jesus not in the suburbs not in a gated community I remember somebody said can any good thing come out of Washington DC I mean Nazareth but hear me somebody the Lord allowed Jesus to be born in a stable wrapped in swaddling clothes Jesus came from the hood he did not come from the suburbs but he came from the hood somebody needs to say I know that's right Union Wesley I'm done I'm done Mary and Joseph can't afford it they poor they give a pair of turtle doves which is what poor people gave when they did not have a lamb and a pigeon but listen contrary to popular opinion Mary and Joseph were not European contrary to all of the depictions of Jesus that we see splattered everywhere somebody needs to understand that Jesus come here Tonto was not a pale face somebody needs to understand that Jesus came with melanin in his skin Jesus came with darkened skin I know I'm right because the Bible declares after Jesus was born the Lord said to Joseph when they had a hit 
out on every male child to be killed that was two years and younger the Bible declares that God said take Mary and the child and go into Egypt hear me somebody you can't go into Egypt if Egypt is European but because Egypt is a land of melanin dark-skinned people and Jesus Mary and Joseph were dark-skinned they could hide out incognito without nobody noticing who he really was we've got to tell the story they were they were they were poor then they were black they were dark like you and me thick lips and kinky hair dark skin and the Bible says the angel said oh favored one Mary says you mean me a girl from the hood favored one you mean me and I ain't got two nickels to rub together to make a dime favored one you mean me with dark skin and kinky hair favored one the Bible declares that Mary was favored I'm done she was favored she was favored she was I'm, I'm done she she was favored see we we go around talking about stuff that ain't biblical we walking around believing that to be favored mean that you got some stuff favored ain't got nothing to do with what you got favor doesn't have nothing to do with what you wear favor doesn't have anything to do with what your last name is favor doesn't have anything to do with what church you go to hear me somebody favor ain't got nothing to do with the color of your skin favor has to do with being a child of the most high God favor is not about the car I drive but favor is about who's driving me favor ain't about my clothes but favor is about my character favor ain't about my weed but favor is about my worship favor ain't about my stuff but favor is about the God that I serve I serve a mighty God who declares that I have favor and you have favor amen somebody I have favor and you have favor too don't let nobody tell you you don't have favor amen so don't let nobody tell you that you don't have favor because if you listen to people, they will always reduce who you are. They will always make you stoop to their low expectations and opinions of us. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Can I tell you a story? I, I'll make it quick true story of a man who took his Bentley out to dinner and uh, pulled up at valet parking 
and the attendant said, took his keys and was getting ready to move his car to the reserved place for valet parking when his supervisor ran and told him, you can't park his car. So he told the man, the owner of the car, we can't park your car. And the brother said, this is a black thing. You ain't parking my Bentley because I'm black. And the attendant supervisor stepped in and said, no, it's not because you're black. He said, it's because the insurance coverage that we have for this lot can cover the costs and the expense of your Bentley. All I'm trying to tell somebody is when you look at your value, when you look at what you're worth in God's eyes, you are worth more than anybody here can ever relegate you to. Walk in your value. Walk in your worth. Stick your head up and you're just out you are a child of the most high king when you go to work remember your value when you go home remember your value when you with family remember your value you've got worth and you've got value because god says that you are fearfully and wonderfully may give God a hand clap of praise for the value that he has placed in you 